Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. It's Wednesday, so you know we've got power rankings on today's episode. We've got A.J. Black from Locked On Boston College in the building. He is holding it down for us. He has some great up and down movement along that list. I'm sure it's going to be fun. If you have never listened to us before, we're so glad you chose us. We're so glad that you're the we're the first listen that you have each and every day. Make sure you listen to the podcast, subscribe on YouTube. We've got a channel where you can see our lovely faces. And if you want to listen on the Odyssey app, audio, you got that or wherever you listen to podcasts. AJ, thank you so much for joining us today. Candace, I'm so excited to be back on another great week of ACC football. I have so much I want to talk about. I can only imagine. As we know, week four was a wild one. We had so many great upsets. We had some games that caught us by surprise. And more importantly, we had some teams that certainly took care of business. So we're going to start with the top five here. We're going to discuss those, go through the bottom five, and then overall just have our final thoughts to wrap up the show. So AJ, we'll love to hear who your top five are starting this week. What you got? All right, let me pull this all up. I, I got a good list here. <laughs> so again, with the power rankings, until we kind of get into the season, it's like it's just like take all 14 teams and just throw them against the board every week because it's like every week it's something completely different. My yeah. top five right now, I'm like, I was like, it, A, it was hard because there's the ACC I thought had a pretty good week at some points, um, but there was more teams that moved their way up than I expected. Yeah. So number five um, is a team, uh, the Louisville Cardinals. I, you know, they had another good week. They looked pretty good. I like how they're playing. You know, they're they're doing the right things right now, and I have them as my number five. Listen, that's a great pick. And, of course, we started out the year preseason. Everyone was dogging Louisville co- Coach Satterfield, right? They were feeling like Malik Cunningham. They kept trying to compare him to uh, Lamar Jackson is not even close. But then you have that weak opening against Ole Miss. But they have slowly but surely bounced it back and have had great matchups throughout their uh, weeks here. And now they're facing a good matchup coming into week five against Wake Forest that I'll actually have the chance to see in person. So I think that'll be the first game where I'm like, is Louisville legit or are they just, you know, too good to be true, which is very common here in the ACC. Yep. And I I have to admit, I'm one of those guys that didn't, didn't buy in on Louisville early and they've impressed me so far. So Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number four, what we got. And speaking of teams I've talked ill about, number four is Virginia Tech. Okay. Um, And they are in my top five. I almost pushed them out because they did only barely beat Richmond, which they should definitely – that definitely started to to concern a little bit. But, hey, a win is a win. They're – you know, they took care of business against UNC earlier. They're three and one. I'm going to give them, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt here and, and say that they're going to move on. And, and uh, you know, they have a good game this uh, – actually, they're not on this week. So uh, I, I'm going to go with Louisville. I mean, uh, sorry, Virginia Tech. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, I think that everyone on this show is going to have to write an apology letter to Coach Fuente because we all were dogging him. And if he comes out and ends up being Coastal Division champions, what are we going to do? We're going to, we're going to have to say, like, man, I'm so sorry. But, no, I think – 
what we saw against West Virginia where they fought back was some sort of like, okay, this team might be doing something. But then you say, okay, there are definitely still some flaws there when it comes to the game calling and how they kept it tight and kind of played down to Richmond. So they're an up and down team. But I mean, as long as you can pull out the win, you have to give credit where it's certainly due. That's not common again here in our conference. All right. Number three. All right. So I can tell you a quick story about being wrong all the time. So number three is Boston College. Okay. And they get it because they, you know, they beat Missouri and they beat yeah. an SEC school. They look good. And what impressed me as I talked about a lockdown Boston College all the time about this week is the way that Frank Signetti, their offensive coordinator, reimagined their offense after Jakovic went down. So they went from a team that was pass happy last year that was averaging over 300 yards per game through the air. All of a sudden, now they are a power rushing team and they're doing it well. Um, yeah. David Hale of ESPN put up a stat yesterday that last year, I think BC averaged 3.4 yards per carry. They're up to 5.7 right now. Uh, so they're doing it. And speaking of, and so why, why I bring that up is apologies was one of the guys on lockdown Boston college that I was a little tougher on before the season was Pat Garwo, who was ACC player of the week this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Family member of his reached out to me to tell me that he wasn't a big fan of how I was not giving his son credit back in the summer. I was wrong. Just like some of these rankings. I was so wrong. He looks great out there. He had, he ran for 175 yards against Mizzou. And this weekend is huge. Boston college and Clemson. If BC is going to actually take out Clemson, this is the year to do it. Yeah, for sure. I really wanted to comment on the Boston College Mizzou game because I really felt like Grossell looked very poised in that game. I was really impressed by how, you know, when you're coming into having to be a backup and then you're going and having to play against an SEC team that already has been trash talking you throughout the week. It's hard to want to stay focused and stay dialed in, but he really did. And I think he and Zay Flowers connected in great ways. I think that defensively talked a lot of you know junk about Boston College defense, and they came through when it mattered. So overall, I was pleasantly surprised and maybe just really spoke to how Coach Halfley has done with this team so far. Yeah, I mean, Grossell, and if you start if you watch the beginning of that game, it was they started off. I mean I think you tweeted it. They started off really poorly. Grossell yeah. threw that interception. Mizzou just marched down their throat. But again, that's on Halfley and Grossell. Like they just, they didn't flinch. They just got yeah. right back to it, got right to their game plan and shoved it right down Missouri's throat and ended up winning the game. A hundred percent. All right. Number two, what we got going on. Oh, NC state. What a win this week. Uh, I'm sure you talked about it with your other co-hosts. Uh, Beating Clemson, I know Clemson's not Clemson this year, but a win's a win in the textile bowl. And um, I'm sure our other co-hosts of uh, Locked On Wolfpack is feeling pretty happy right now. Yeah, no doubt. I think it was a win that had to happen. At some point, the curse has to be broken, and it sucks to me for Clemson and like all the injuries that they endured, losing Brian Breezy to a torn ACL, right, and the defense just being depleted. James Skalski being out for the rest of the game. I think after like the second or third quarter, it just it was tough to watch because you know at the end of the day, you want everybody out there, you want everybody healthy and being able to compete and say you beat the best. But that I mean, defense on the Clemson side did all they could, and you could just tell 
that they were worn down. But damn it, if DJ Uigalele didn't give them an opportunity to stay in the game, Justin Ross missed a couple of touchdown passes there that I thought, you know, could put it away. But also, NC State should have been up like four more touchdowns or at least had the kicker. Had he even made one of his kicks, they wouldn't have been in that overtime situation. So it was sloppy, but it ended up going in the Wolfpack's favor, which is all you can really ask for for that group. Yep. And uh, so my my number one, are you ready to talk to your children about a good Wake Forest team? You know, as a, I went to Wake Forest for grad school. And so I'm over here like, yeah, maybe I need to just hype that up a little more. I'm an alum. Like I, I can claim it now, right? No, not, not that I ever really, I think I probably went to like four Wake Forest football games when I was in school. But I will say that Clawson has definitely turned things around in a positive light for Demon Deacons. It feels like, you know, 2006, again, when we're talking about, you know, Wake Forest being potentially ACC champions. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for the shakeup. I think it's we everything we thought we were going to see in the preseason, it's really none of it's coming to pass, and that's fun. And, and Wake, I mean, Sam Hartman, all the credit to him. He looks like one of yeah. the best quarterbacks in the ACC. He's efficient. He's making his passes. That team looks good. And Dave, yeah. and, and credit to Dave Clawson. I said it, I think earlier in the summer is he's a good coach. Like you know, a guy that can maximize talent of what he gets at Wake Forest, which is not you know the blue chippers that you get at Clemson, not the blue chippers you get at Miami. And he's he's doing what he needs to do. So I, I love seeing a school like Wake Forest and obviously Boston College do well because it it adds parity to the league. Um, and adds some some depth. And when I made my power rankings, just to, just to kind of go off of that, there were at least two other schools that I left off that I really feel like I kind of jip, but really kind of deserving. Syracuse, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> they're doing well. They're doing well. Hey, yeah, listen, they came up with John Tucker's good. Liberty. Yeah, Sean Tucker is amazing. <laughs> and, and Georgia Tech again. They, I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit, Candace. <laughs> Georgia Tech it's looks okay. they're on and uh and they just missed it but they're I want to make sure that their listeners know that I give them credit too because they're just like right off of where Louisville was. Listen, I feel like I already know who's hitting towards the bottom, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about some teams here that if you guys want to bet on any of the top five teams that we just mentioned in the conference or even the bottom, you feel like you have a way, a strong knowing about them. We strongly encourage you guys to hit up Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action from basketball, baseball, boxing, and more. Your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season head to the website using mobile device to sign up today to receive a hundred percent welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit just for signing up as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year please use promo code locked on so I'm sitting here with AJ Black and locked on Boston College. He covers the Eagles. He does a great job of giving you that good college football insight. And let's get to the bottom of this list, right? Because there's always people who, you know, might start the season hot, but slowly find themselves towards the end. And I would love to hear your thoughts here on some of the teams in the ACC that aren't quite getting it done. So I, I, when, when people talk about songs that remind you of September, you know, everyone gets to that like Green Day song, Wake Me Up When September Ends. I, I think of another Green Day song from that album, which is The Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And my Ooh, bottom five okay. all, are, all are residents of The Boulevard of Broken Dreams right now. And mm. they make it out of it. It's only September. 
But right now they are lodged right there and they deserve it. So Clemson is number 10 for me because I looked, as I said, I looked at some of these other teams. Like I can't put them out in front of Syracuse. I know Clemson has played a tough schedule. They played Georgia. They played NC state, but they're Clemson. They need to play better than what they have shown. And Jeff Halfley talked about them during his press conference and said, yeah, they're like a, a player two away here and there from being four and oh, he's sort of right. But on the other hand, if you're going to be Clemson, you need to make those plays, and they have not. Their offense is awful, and they have the talent. Justin Ross is awesome. DJ Uagagale is good, and I know Will Shipley's hurt, but they they should have the talent to be better than they are right now. Yeah, Will Shipley being done for the season is definitely a tough blow, but I think, you know, Dabo Sweeney hit it nail on the head in his presser talking about the inconsistencies of DJ. Like, at the end of the day, you know you're a five-star recruit for a reason, but you have to step up and deliver, and I think that there's a different level of expectation. And then, you know, Kenton Gibbs from Lock to Wolfpack on the Monday show brought up a good point about, I mean, literally NC State had possession it was what 28 minutes out of that game. And it's like, you have to do so many things to beat it. But once you're on top and you're a Clemson, it's kind of like, there's no excuse why you shouldn't ultimately come through with the win. And it's hard, of course, to beat you. But at the same time, I think it's more so there's not a change in coordinators. So there's no excuse, right? There's not a change. You know, there's not a whole lot of things shifting within your program to where we could say, Oh, well, because, you know, they have to work under a new skill set or a new, you know, different kind of program schemes. That's why everything's, you know, crap. No, you're still Clemson. You're, you're, we've given you, we've graduated to the Alabama type mindset where it's like lock and reload, right? It's a reload season Mm -hmm. instead of a rebuild. So we have to give you the same kind of credit and also be really harsh on you when you're not living up to expectations. So fair points. All right. Number 11. All right, so continuing on our Boulevard of Broken Dreams are the <laughs> UNC Tar Heels. Oof, Oof. God. That it's game against Georgia Tech, they got smoked. <laughs> That's putting it nicely, AJ. <laughs> yeah. And it was I, horrible. It was, it was horrible. yeah. And I I bought in. I was, you know, you warned me, and I've said this on past episodes about buying in on them because they're a team that could break your heart. And I'm glad I didn't bet on them because – you, Georgia Tech just dominated them. <laughs> like from- they, do- they dog walked them, absolutely, yep. from start to finish. It was all Georgia Tech. And I think, if uh, anything, Duke, this coming into the rivalry week, they should be excited to have a guy like Mateo Durant because you see that rushing defense ain't worth a damn over there in Chapel Hill. So I'm just saying, while everyone assumes that it's going to be a gimme, for Carolina and Duke, it really isn't because I think Carolina has just shown themselves to not be able to step up when it matters, especially this year. You've gotten all the hype, every, and it's our fault. Again, I will go over San Antonio in the face. The media said they were going to be great. But they, when did they show us that they were going to be considered? They've never won anything for us to be like, yeah, they could definitely like dominate. 2020 was crazy, so I get it. Right, you saw flashes, but I will say if you took this 2020 team, the 2020 team from last season and put it here, they definitely would be dominating in great fashion. Yeah, I mean, I look at the spread and you know, we can talk bet online.ag later. Uh 19 and a half for Duke. That yeah. seems I mean, I would take Duke in that in a second right now, given what, what you know what I mean? I mean, that's where that's where I'm at. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yep. And so speaking of bad defenses, let's talk about Virginia. Okay, let's go they on that co- boulevard. Woo. Oh. It's getting worse and worse, AJ. Man. <laughs> This team cannot catch a cold. They are their defense is just putrid. And it's so sad because 
you know, when we get into the season, all the talk was about Sam Howell being the best quarterback and you had Phil Dracovic and Dracovic's out and Sam Howell, he's done stuff here and there, but Brandon Armstrong has been the best. I think one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC, but to surround him with a defense that consistently can't stop anything. Like they let up, you know, 400 plus yards again. They let up 600 and something the week before, Um, you know, Virginia's not going to win games if they're going to give up that much offense. And, you know, Brandon Armstrong could do all he can, but he's not going to, he's not going to overcome those, that kind of defense. Brendan Armstrong is having the year Sam Howell had last season where, you know, clearly everything was about talking about Carolina's lack of defense and how they could not catch a cold. Can't really tackle now, but that's a whole nother story. We're not going to go back, but I think Brendan Armstrong, it's going to be the worst type of, like he's going to be our, if not the best, definitely number two when the season's all said and done. And what is he going to show for it, right? A mid-level you know, finish in the Coastal, not being able to barely, maybe, maybe not making a bowl game. Like, that's so disappointing with how he's doing it. But we all know it's not an individual sport. But, yeah, you got to give that man some credit. He's doing yeah, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, and who's next? It's getting, so, oh, this is getting worse on this road. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the road gets a little bumpier. And this team, this team won 69 nothing, but I'm keeping them down there because of who they're playing this week. So I'm gonna bet I'm gonna I'm setting up this battle right now for near the basement. So number 14 is clear that we'll get to number 14 in a second. Everyone's listening at home is going, I know who number 14 is on my, my power rankings. 12 and 13 is kind of that next tier, and it's okay. Miami. Okay. Um, yeah, they won 69 nothing, but they play Virginia this week. If Miami goes out there again and stinks against Virginia. They deserve to be 13 because, as we just talked about, De'Ara King should be able to do whatever he wants against that defense. And if he can't do that, that's on him. That's on that team because yeah. Virginia's defense, as we just said, is bad. But Miami's not very good either. So what are they? I mean, I, I put them down there because, again, we're talking about broken dreams. This was a team that was supposed to battle for the Coastal, and they technically still could because Coastal's still up for grabs with UNC struggling. Miami could turn it around, but if they lose this week, they're out. They're done. They're cooked. And I, I think I think they'll win, but we'll have to see where they go. I love the straightforward and hit it right to it, because, I mean, you're right. I also think that Carolina's low-key out of it. I think it's going to be Pitt or Georgia Tech, in my personal opinion. But that would make for just a better show, so why not have a little shake-up? But who's last? Because I was definitely having Miami <laughs> be last. <laughs> I, I sent him a message. I, I, you know, me and Drizzy Drake have kind of gotten along a lot better. <laughs> We send messages to each other. I love the guy. I feel so bad that the Seminoles are a complete disaster right now. And it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, I mean, I, I would I how they are worse than Duke. Uh, and they're gonna get they're gonna lose to Syracuse too. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what is going on. I thought Mackenzie Milton was enough. Like you get a good quarterback on a team, you can you can mask a lot of deficiencies around them. Sure. But I, Mackenzie Milton is not the answer. I don't know what the answer is on that team. I I, I don't know. How, you know, you can't just stink in college football and get in like get a good draft pick and then like rebuild. Right. Recruits are watching this, and they have some good recruits coming in. So hopefully they will be able to turn it around. But it's gonna it's gonna be a process, and you know Seminoles Nation is not the most patient group. So Heck no. <laughs> yeah, so you got. I think they have the number one recruit, and I, his name is is blanking right now. But I think they're the number one recruit in the country. I mean, is he going to want to stick around and wait to see 
Florida State turn around, or is he just going to go turn his tail and go to you know SEC country and go with Georgia or Alabama? Right. Who knows? But right now, Florida State they just cannot get out of their own way. And listen, it's nowadays, if you're not giving me what I think you can give me, recruits are just like, yeah, bye. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to wait for the Reba. I want to be a part of this. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have my name associated with like the Norvell era. And I get it because it's difficult. Not beating Syracuse, that would be tough. But on the one hand, you know, good for Dino Babers because it shows that like maybe we should stick around and have some faith in the guy. He's been given a lot of flack and on the you know bubble for so long. But if we're talking about the two worst teams, let's imagine Miami and Florida State being the two worst. Can you imagine how that game is going to go? That rivalry matchup Oof. that just seems like who's who's more awful? You know, like you <laughs> can like crap the let the least amount in going into that one. So that's that's a good list. I I, I understand and respect the bottom totally understand that here but I would like to get your final thoughts just around going into week five and maybe who can you know give themselves an opportunity to get back in seeing the top five or middle of the pack there but want to remind you guys that this week the limited time offer they have the cookie dough flavor and that is cookie dough chunk with built bar personal you know highlight I have given it to my fam AJ here loves it himself. It is one of the best tasting protein bars they have to boot. But if you're not really a chocolate or cookie dough chunk, cookie dough chunk person, they got nine delicious flavors that you can have. You can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine. So if you like peanut butter, if you like mint, raspberry, coconut, almond, cherry, there's something literally for everybody. Not only are they the best flavor, they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, only up to 180 calories. Great to start your day and great to grab on the go. Only four to five net grams. Nine amazing flavors. Again, all tasty and all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCK15, 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Rounding out the show here with AJ Black, we are talking through the power rankings. You heard the best five. You heard the bottom five. And, of course, there are some in the middle of the pack. And I think one of the teams in the middle of the pack I would love to get some love is Pittsburgh. I think they're arguably probably going to win the Coastal. But are there any teams that you feel like, you know, can make their way towards the top after week five? Or do you just see some teams having, like, a complete unraveling as the season progresses? You know, I look at the schedule this week and I see this is a week where teams can solidify their place in the ACC. Like, as sure. I've said before, like my my rankings kind of go all over the place because the first four weeks is lots of out-of-conference games. But you yeah. look at the schedule and, like, you can see, you know, all those, like, kind of mid-tier teams, they're going to get their chance to kind of bang home where they belong on the rankings. Right. So, like, as you just said, Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech is a perfect example of that. It's going to be a heck of a game. Like Georgia yeah. Tech showed that they belong up there. Pitt has, is kind of the old guard, at least in terms of teams that have been playing pretty well. Can Georgia right. Tech knock them off and really establish themselves as a top five team? That's that's a possibility right there. Louisville and Wake Forest, another one. Like I put Wake Forest number one, but they go out there and they lose. That oh, that's gonna be tough for them. And that, <laughs> but Louisville could really ascend again. So like that game again is is fascinating and obviously as the host of locked on boston college i'm really looking forward to bc and clemson you know, i was just gonna say this is the game of the to me this is the game of the week this is one where we say this is really not clemson deer and they're completely out of it or we're saying boston college hey don't sleep atlantic is wide open 16 and a half point spread right there i mm-hmm. clemson's averaging 21 points a game and i know it's against teams like georgia and nc state but 
you know, BC, the way that they're playing, the way that they're, they establish themselves against some of these teams, they could put them. I mean, if they go out there and beat Clemson, we're talking BC as a possibility of winning the ACC. And that's crazy. You know, they, they lost Phil Dracovic and they could still get to that point. That's a big mountain to climb still, because I still believe that Clemson's going to figure some stuff out, but I think it's going to be a fun game. And honestly, I, we just talked about this to start the show off. Duke in North Carolina is a fun opportunity. I mean, like we, I've been harsh on Duke and like not really giving them a ton of respect and they've won two out of conference games against power five schools. I know it's Northwestern. Well, it's not, Northwestern, you beat Northwestern. That's a good win. It would yeah. be Kansas, but still it's Duke. You win those games. That's good for you. Now Absolutely. you go out there and you beat your rival. You beat UNC on top of that. You're talking about, hey, maybe this is going to be a really respectable year. And and props to, again, David Cutcliffe. I put him when we did our coaching rankings. I think I had him like three. And I'm showing why I picked him there because he's doing a heck of a job with not a lot. And I think that's a credit to him. And I think that'll be a fun matchup too. So, I, I mean, I can't wait for this weekend. I think there's going to be so many fun games on. I mean, Syracuse and Florida State. Syracuse, again, if they win – they get themselves back into that conversation. They're bowl eligible when I thought, hey, this is a team that's going to go like three and nine this year. So right. again, a lot of coaches that are shutting up critics like myself and doing <laughs> what they need to do. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think this has been the season where, you know, 2020, we didn't know what we were going to have. But 2021, I've truly enjoyed the fact that we've been really wrong, maybe not for Carolina's sake, but just in general, I think overall, we've had so many of these hot takes. We assumed it was going to be Clemson and nobody else. And we didn't give anybody enough credit. But that Boston College game, I think it would really speak to who Coach Halfley is if he can get his guys going and be in that game, right? It might come down to a player too. And I kept saying like, NC State, this is either going to be the game where NC State finally gets it or DJ finally turns up and you know they really put on he come, has his coming out party and I feel like that's the case here like DJ might have a coming out party against Boston College like yes it would suck for y'all but at the same time you know I think it'd be probably a better turn of events in an easier season and still can have that ACC is a decent conference conversation so a lot of great matchups here in week five that ultimately there's going to be a lot to tell <laughs> and I can't mm-hmm. wait for your power rankings to come out after this one because yep. boy oh boy I hope Florida State's still not sitting at the bottom but it's looking kind of grim it really truly is yep. AJ it's always a pleasure to have you on the show can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work yeah I mean you could check me out I'm the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com part of the Sports Illustrated and Fan Nation Network you can also check out uh, Locked On Boston College it's on YouTube it's on uh, everywhere you get your podcast, but check out YouTube, hit that subscribe button um, and hear my takes on everything. And uh, it's a, it's a fun and entertaining show. We have tons of guests on. I've had a different recruit every week. Uh, we, I have different analysts on with me. It's, it's a lot of fun. So check out locked on Boston college when you get a chance. No doubt. And betting on any team that you love doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling, give you daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. You can follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. For Candace Cooper and AJ Black, we hope you guys have a great rest of your days. Thursday, tomorrow, we've got Tyler Aki. We're going to give you that week five preview with his respective teams that he covers. And then Freestyle Friday with Drizzy Drake, we're going to round out and then give you those bets to get in on that action so you don't want to miss it again we hope you guys have a great rest of your day until next time